Welcome to Coaching the Coach. I'm your host, Pete Townley, for the Upstate Performance Project. Welcome back to the show. We are on a roll, just cranking out the episodes. Today, uh, no guests with me today. Uh, I know you guys are sad. Those episodes download a lot better when I have a guest, so I should probably pay attention to that, right? Well, we do have a couple guests coming uh, soon. Our coach, uh, Jaime Gaspar, um, will be on uh, in the next week, and um, a couple other people I got lined up. So I am paying attention to what the listeners want, and that is less of me. Uh, Anyhow, today I want to share some wisdom from some really smart people. Those people happen to be ex-presidents. A few years ago, um, 2014, 13 or 14, I don't remember exactly when, um, uh, I was working at Ottawa University at the time, and our library, or, or not the library, the bookstore, was uh, getting kind of overhauled and they were selling trying to get rid of a lot of stuff and they had these Dover classic books um, uh, public Dover's the publisher publishing company and they had like they were selling for like a dollar something like that and a lot of more short little paperbacks um, you know I've got everything from like red badge of courage to um, the metamorphosis by Kafka, just a ton of classic literature that, you know, things I kind of wanted to read but never had, and uh, it was nice to own, and so I grabbed a ton of them, and one of them was a just a book of quotes from the presidents, and, you know, I have to admit something here that I've never really said, admitted before, but like, when we talk about motivating people, or getting motivated, or getting in the right mindset, uh, you know, sometimes using quotes to help guide you or, or mentally steer you in the right direction can be helpful. And I've shared the story many times about how I use the Thomas Jefferson quote, again, another president, uh, if you want something you've never had before, you must be willing to do something you have never done before. And in fact, that quote is in this book that's um, not where I first saw that quote. Um, as you might recall, the the um, high school I was working at, Leavenworth High School, had it um, written somewhere uh, in their locker room, and, I, and it just always stuck with me. But the uh, the point I'm making is, um, I have always kind of liked flipping through these quotes, uh, not just from the presidents, but just, I like the motivational quote. Uh, I know it sounds kind of cheesy, and I've never really put a lot of importance on it. I, I don't teach it a lot in terms of trying to have my clients go find a personal quote or an affirmation, but um, it's never been my first choice of, again, motivating content. I'm trying to think of the right way to put it, but I have to admit in this, you know, when I read some of these quotes from some of these powerful people in history, not just the presidents, but anyone, it does sit well with me and I do reflect positively on that and think how can I apply that or what does that mean in my life um, and it's just a little exercise I like to do but um, I have flipped through this book again today I 
uh, had the morning off to take care of the house, do some cleaning, um, sat down to kind of thumb through a book, and, and this is the one I picked up, and it just was, um, two quotes jumped out at me. I, I kind of turned right to a page, just opened up, uh, not to anyone in particular. Uh, I opened it up, and it was Grover Cleveland, uh, who, who was president in the late 1880s and, and again in the mid 1890s, he's the, I think he's the 22nd and then I guess the 24th president. Um, so it just randomly opened to the book and the first thing that caught my eye was a quote that said, men and times change, but principles never. And that really jumped out at me. And it jumped out at me for two reasons. One, you guys have heard me talk about the nine personal training principles a million times. I'm not going to go over them right now because you guys are like, oh, again. But they're that important, right? That's why I keep bringing them up. They're that integral to what I do uh, in my business, uh, online and in person. And that being said, um, I'm like, wow, just on a surface value, that, that made me think, you know, no matter what we're doing, you know, what, what kind of new uh, methodologies, 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 golly, we bring in, principles never change. There are some things that are just going to hold true. And these nine principles have held true for so many years. They are what works and what has to be in, in a long-term lifestyle changing program. Again, I've said before, you can do other programs that, you know, are shorter duration and that's okay they don't have to have all nine principles but any long-term program will definitely have to have them and the reason it jumped out at me as well was just yesterday um, I was uh, performing an Arthur lift um, one of my favorite kind of old-time strongman lifts and a couple years ago pre pre pandemic when we ran a, l a few more classes in our in our gym um, one of the classes was Odd Lift Saturday, and, and uh, Saturday mornings I'd lead a group of people through some non-traditional old lifts from the 19, early 1900s, late 1800s. And I had, I had a, a, a few textbooks that I, that I have acquired over the year on, you know, or, you know I shouldn't say textbooks, but uh, books from, from that era that described their training methods and and different lifts and how to do them and pictures and, and you know and I've certainly found people online that that are in that um, uh, same kind of physical culture headspace and that I've always been drawn to that I like the history of things and so I, I've dedicated a lot of time a lot of my free time into learning and and trying to perfect some of these older lifts but I had a conversation yesterday. I was doing one for myself, and one of my clients and, and one of our trainers was were just asking me about it because it's the Arthur Lift, and you may have seen me do it on, on our Instagram page before. It does look like it's gonna hurt your back, and it looks terribly um, chaotic and like unnecessarily difficult, but it's really not. It's not a hard lift to do, and it's not a uncomfortable or painful lift. But here's the thing. Why the question was why don't people do that anymore? And the simple answer is is because it does take some coordination and some skill to do it. And you know, in the advent of machines and 
classes and bands and balls and all the things that we've had over the last 30 years in the fitness world, some of these older uh, school lifts have kind of fallen by the wayside because in a corporate commercial gym, it's hard to do some of these. You don't have the space. And even if there are lifting platforms, there might be other people around and you, you need a, some space to move around with some of these lifts. And so, you know, up until, you know, CrossFit's came around, there there weren't a lot of just open space gyms where you could do that. Now, in, in a CrossFit style gym or a big open gym like, like uh, Upstate Performance Project, you can certainly do a lot of these lifts. And if you know how to do them and have a coach that can teach them to you, they're great. And again, going back to the Grover Cleveland quote, principles never meaning principles never change even if the times and different you know men and you know theories and philosophies change the principles never do and what what do we mean by that is some of these lifts were intended or designed we'll say to address a lot of things it looks like just a showy lift it looks like uh, uh, a, an ego lift if you will akin to the guy putting 2,000 pounds on the leg press and moving it six inches uh, it looks like that almost. But when you do the lifts, you'll be surprised that not only does it take an immense amount of strength, it burns a lot of calories because it's a total body lift. You're having to stabilize while move. I mean, it's it's a very intense lift, not just the, the Arthur lift, but a lot of these old time lifts. And they require a lot of flexibility. So for example, the, the Arthur lift, definitely takes some hamstring flexibility, but also shoulder flexibility. So the point is, if you were to do this lift, starting, you know, with just the bar, just working through it, working through it, working through it, and you got up to being able to do a couple hundred pounds on there, you are going to gain a lot of mobility through your shoulders, just in the, just in having to reach back to get it. And, and, and in fact, a lot of people can be more successful with that lift, the more flexible they are. Even if someone they're lifting with is stronger than they are, the person with the most flexibility is going to be able to get in better position. So these lifts hold true to, you know, some of these principles that look, we need to be training everything, not just, you know, for strength or not just for endurance. We need the flexibility. We need the mobility. We need the endurance. We need the strength. We need the power and agility and all of that. And so these lifts, um, oddly enough, have all of those components in there and it's genius and so when you read some of these textbooks about how they set up their programs why they set up their programs it, it, even down to their nutrition from you know i'm talking about these books from the late 1800s early 1900s very similar to what we do now i did a a podcast about arthur saxon a couple years ago and and uh was talking about it and made the mention that he's he's kind of the first crossfitter because he did a lot of different varieties of training and he had a a very um uh paleo like diet which you know paleo uh, at that time was very popular in crossfit i think it still still is to some degree but um for for a little bit there paleo was all the rage and it was just interesting to see it like a hundred years later over a hundred years later how those same principles come back into play out of everything that's changed, all the equipment that's changed, all of the personalities that have been in the fitness world that had their own methods and own, own systems. But we come back to some of these basic rudimentary movements that promote not only strength and power and agility, but flexibility and mobility all in one lift. And 
I really enjoy a lot of those lifts and I really enjoy um, teaching them. But to me, what's what's most enjoyable is when I'm talking to someone and, and I'm talking about how all of these lifts, if you really want to get strong, you really want to get flexible and mobile and agile and powerful, these lifts work very, very, very well. Just as good as some of the more common lifts that we do now. I'm not saying they work better and we should scrap what we're doing now, but there's no reason we shouldn't add in one of these lifts or several of these lifts into our normal routine. Not just as a, oh yeah, let's have some fun today and do these, although that can be fun, but more, moreover, just adding them in because they work, because they're a solid, effective lift, just because it hasn't been done in 50 years. And again, there's a, there's a, there's a community online that, that really, you know, is, is into the physical culture and into doing some of these lifts. In fact, there's one guy that's trying to go for the bent press record, which some people have done 300 pounds in the bent press. And you want to talk about flexibility and core strength, uh, in, in addition to just brute strength, uh, the bent press is, is, is one of the best. Um, I, I'm a big proponent of that lift. Uh, Arthur lift is, is also one of my favorites. But a lot of these lifts, um, uh, here, here's another one that's, that we're seeing a lot of people doing now. Zercher squat has come back into vogue. The original version of that uh, had a lot more flexibility in, involved. In other words, you had to pick it up from the crook of your arm, but from the ground. In other words, you, you had to get down there and pick it up off the ground you know, with the, in your elbows there and then stand up with it. Right, so you have to be able to get down low and move that heavy load from the very bottom, not with your hands. And so that took a lot of flexibility as well as strength uh, versus unracking it in a standing position and doing it. Not to say that that's not effective or not a not a, a valid variation of it. That, that's totally fine. But getting down and picking it off the floor is the original. Again, not only adding the strength piece to it, but that mobility and flexibility part as well. So. Just kind of a, you know, when, when I see a quote, like I said, I'm not trying to look for inspiration because I'm uninspired, but when I see a quote and I read it, and if it strikes me, you know, I always try to apply it to, to what I do. And then the other one, I literally turn the page. And uh, you turn the page and you go through a couple different presidents there, um, and we get back to, uh, <clears throat> or the next one, uh, past McKinley, then Theodore Roosevelt. And uh, Teddy Roosevelt, uh, you know, has it's full of quotes. He's got some very, very famous quotes. Um, but the one that, again, my eyes just landed on, just kind of drove uh, drove me to it was, my success so far has only been won by absolute indifference to my future career. Now, again, there's no, I'm not saying, or I don't think he's saying, and I, the way I'm interpreting this is. It's not bad to have aspirations and to think about what you want to do next, but you know, he was clearly saying he's not trying to use the presidency to further his career and wealth down the road. His success as a president and everything he's done has been because he's focused on what he is being currently paid to do. Um, in this case, be the president or um, you know, general, an army guy, you know, whatever. I'm not a I like history, I'm not sure everything he did before being president, so I'm not going to talk on that. But the point is, uh, he dove headfirst into what he was doing as opposed to uh, worrying about how 
what he's doing now is going to set him up for future success. And so, again, I don't think it's wrong to have aspirations or to think, hey, we want to have this uh, fitness class here, but we want to grow this into a uh, franchise you know, opportunity and have 100 gyms across the country. No, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you worry too much about the future, if you worry too much about uh, popularity and fame and, and money, you're going to forget what you're doing right now. And, and really, the bigger point is, if you focus on what you're doing right now, and if you focus on all of the things that you uh, have committed to do, that is, train your clients, build your business, whatever you're trying to do, that will bring success. In other words, if you get your clients the results they ask for, people will keep coming back, keep coming back. Then that future that you do want will materialize. But if all you do is try to jump ship to the next biggest thing to try to get that fame and fortune, you're never really going to build any real depth or real um, credence to your career. And we see this a lot with people online uh, who will jump on any fad that comes out, any any trend they jump on. Um, and a lot of people online that, that just want to sell supplements uh, to make a little extra money but make them look like they're more important than they are. And there's no real substance to their actual training and the actual results that they get with their clients. In fact, online it's really hard to verify that that's what they're getting. That's why you see a lot of our, our posts and, and, and some future posts from us on our page. We will show you what that athlete looked like when they came in and what they look like as they go through. Now, granted, we're, we're a brick and mortar place, but we do have online clients as well. And, but you, and we still want to try to show that progression and show that that person is doing it with our programming. And, and the thought is, we're trying to take care of the people that we have now. And we'll let the chips fall where they may. Now, we have a goal and we have an idea of where we're headed. You've heard me talk about three, five, ten year plans. And we do have some big dreams and big aspirations for just our lifestyle. What Chelsea and I want out of life business and personal life. But all we can do is focus on what's in front of us right now because we know that if we do a good job focusing on the people we have right now and the commitments we've made right now, that will pay off by getting referrals, that'll pay off by getting keeping clients, retention, retaining clients, all of these things, which again, in turn, goes hand in hand with success. It's just, a, it's just very, uh, very similar to um, when people come in and they say, I just want to look good in my bikini. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. We all want to look good uh, in, your, in your swimsuit, right? But if that's your goal, if you're focused on that you, and you'll do anything just to lose 10 pounds because you think that's what's going to make it make all the difference, but we're not paying attention to how we do it, you know, it's, it's, it could sometimes uh, breed the wrong kind of success. In other words, we might lose that 10 pounds, but we really didn't learn anything about how to be healthy and then everything could come right back. Um, or you follow the right plan by doing it the right way, working on things. It may take a little longer, but it stays. And at the end of the day, if we focus on you know health and we focus on uh, the right types of exercise to do and the right types of foods to eat and the amounts to eat, Usually the end result is the physique we want as well. 
So that's a nice byproduct. So we, we don't want to worry about it and focus on that too much. We want to really focus on what we're doing, how we're going to make those changes and what's going on in our life now and how do we address that so that we can move forward. Anyhow, hopefully that makes sense. Uh, little words of wisdom from a couple presidents that uh, I would uh, I would say are uh, wise men. Have a good one. <laughs>